Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. I hope you had a lovely Labor Day weekend. It is the day after Labor Day. Or, no, wait, it's Labor what? Day. <laughs> Sorry, the podcast is late. We ran into some heat waves. Yeah, it's been rough here. It has been like, uh, like you know that like, I don't know. It's like hard to describe to people. You might not have ever experienced it, but there is a kind of heat where you uh, breathe in and your nose gets hot. Mm. And that is what this is. That's been. a good way of. Of describing it. Yeah, like it's it's like, oh, it's burning the whatever nose hairs I had. It's gone. Ugh. Like that is that is how hot Ugh. it has been. And, you know, the morning uh, golf, uh, still hot and miserable. I can't, be- I actually can't believe you golfed. I, a uh, f- uh, friend was bringing his son oh. and they didn't have the tea time. So I had to. You know, oh, okay. talk them in. It's the only reason I got out of my 
mm-hmm. fucking couch and went. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. It's just, it's just been very hot. I know like a lot of other parts of the country get hot also, but you know, we're going to complain about it a little bit. I'm going to complain about it. No one should live in this heat. If you're in a part of the country that also gets this hot, you shouldn't live in the heat. Yeah. We broke the world and it's never getting fixed. Yeah. So on that happy note, boy, oh boy. hopefully this is our September heat wave. You know, because they have the, you know, I always say there's always a week in September where it's 100 degrees. I really hope so. I mean, after this week, it is supposed to get not cool, but cooler. They extended the heat wave through the heat warning to to Wednesday. I heard I'm sorry, it, Thursday. to Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I've been surprised at the grid. I haven't seen really too many brownouts. You know, I was thinking about this, and I wonder if part of it has people going away for Labor Day weekend Mm -hmm. and schools not in session, office building. You know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of places are not using electricity in addition to people being away. So I'll be curious to see what happens tomorrow when like schools back in session, offices are open again. (laughs) Like, well, we'll see. I don't know. And I mean, I, I think also like anecdotally people I've talked to have been like, I have been paying attention to the flex alert and like really trying not to use as much electricity. We've had our AC at like higher seventies than usual. Yeah. I mean, but that was after our condenser froze. We're trying to flex. I mean, I will say, I was saying this to Kate earlier, like, I, you know, people say, I feel like people say like, oh, fans just blow the air around. But like, I do feel like our fans help. Yeah, that's why I bought it for the living room and then Dory stole it and put it in her office. What, I'm not allowed to have a fan in my office? I mean, you had a fan in your office. That's the thing. It was very loud. It wasn't as nice as the fan you got. Yeah, the fancy fan that I got that you yeah. took. Well, get get another fancy fan. They're gone now. I'm sure you could find one. She's just reaping the benefits of my fan purchases wow and i'm sweating wow anyway (sighs) anything else to add um henry starts preschool tomorrow oh yeah henry Henry starts preschool some of us remember that others you know don't even think about it i'm kidding wow i'm kidding that was we were, rude. we were just talking about it to Henry, who seems excited about it. He loves his teacher. He had the the teacher he's going to have this year. He had over um, the summer for like their little summer camp, yeah. and he really loves her and was like talking about her. She went on vacation the last week of camp, and he was like, "When's she going to be back from vacation?" And like <laughs> asking all these questions about her. And then they were when we went to orientation, they were like, "So every, like the kids are going to be." divided into these like cohorts with a teacher for the first like hour and then it'll be more like free like more project based or whatever and i was like oh no if he's not with her he's gonna be so upset so i went up to her and i was like i just need to know like is henry in your group because if he's like i wasn't gonna be like he must be in your group but i was like if he's not like i want to prepare prepare him him." and she was like he's in my group so i was like okay phew um so yeah so he's excited big day 
big day. I got to get the signboard ready. If you can find the letters. I feel like the letters just dis- keep disappearing. The letters disappeared? Mm. Well, we'll take a picture anyway. Maybe I'll just write a sign. Take a picture to last longer. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening over here. I'm going away on Thursday by myself. Um, She's getting out of Dodge. Getting out of Dodge. Right as, right as it'll start to cool down here, I'm going to get out of here. I mean, in fairness, it was supposed to cool down today and then... It turned into Thursday, and yeah. I'm sure by tomorrow it'll turn into like Tuesday. Ugh. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna miss these guys, though. Um, you know, we'll we'll just we'll remember you. We'll put a picture of you at the dinner table. <laughs> light a candle you know when you go away henry like he wants to facetime you at very specific times mm-hmm. dinner and then like right before bed he started yeah. he started playing this like fun game with you where he would hide <laughs> he wanted to hide dita mm-hmm. under the pillows which meant like hide the phone so i'm curious to see if he even cares like will he want to call me or will he just be like whatevs you know yeah, he'll call you we called you Remember when you went to uh, the desert? Yeah. And he kept, he was like, he wanted to talk to you. Yeah. It didn't last long, but no. that was before he was, you know, sort of engaged and aware of how things work. Yeah, he is more engaged now. Yeah. He has conversations now. Yeah, he does. He asked, he, what did he say? He said, what, what, what happens after space or something? Well, he, I was squirt. We have these like uh, squirt. What do you do? I don't even know what you call them. They're not squirt guns. They're like, no, they're like just these, you know, the rocket tubes. launcher they're kind tubes. of things. They're tubes. You, you pull the tube to fill it with water. Yeah. It's like a syringe with no needle, but giant and for the pool. Yeah. And then uh, you push. And then so I was pressing it really hard and shooting it up into the air so it would make it look like it may make it rain in the pool. And Henry asked if I was how high it was going and if it was going into space. And then I explained to him that it was like 60 miles before we hit space. And then he asked if it was getting as high as the sun. And then I explained to him that the sun was 93 million miles away. No, but there he asked like what comes after space. Well, I said, yeah. And then I was like, space is past the blue. Right. And then he asked what was past space. And I said, nothing. Because it's... Space goes I was on just forever. Like, Whoa, he's getting like existential. <laughs> he gets deep sometimes. Like when he told me, I was explaining that the runners were scoring when they got to home. They went first, second, third home, and Henry said that that was what the sun did. The sun goes into his little house after after he shows his face. Well, he told me tonight that when the sun goes home, the moon comes out. <laughs> and then when the moon goes home, the sun comes out. But at that particular moment, both the sun and the moon were out of their homes. I see. Yeah. Because it was like dusk. Sometimes they see each other. Yeah. They say hi. Embarrassing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. He's in like a funny, he's in a really sweet, funny stage. He also, like he said today, I love playing with my trains. Yep. 
And he also said today, I had a lot of fun on the pool, Adida. Oh. <sighs> and then this morning he was going, Dory was taking him to a friend's house for a play date. And I asked him if he was going to swim. And he said, no, uh, I'm going there to play and eat something. Eat a bagel. And he said, I'm going to eat something. Oh. Maybe a bagel. Oh. <laughs> well, and then, yeah, so... But I brought his suit anyway because I was like, I kind of feel like once he sees everyone else swimming, he's going to want to go in. And then when we got there, he was like, did you bring my suit? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I told you not to bring it. And I was like, okay. And then like 45 minutes later, he's like, I want to go in the pool. Yeah. And I was like, ha How many kids were there? There were, well, two kids lived there and then there were Henry and another kid. No. Henry and two other kids. So there were five kids total. Wow. Yeah. He said that, the, that Henry's pool is a rectangle just like his pool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the other kid's name is Henry. So, um, yeah, their pool is a rectangle just like our pool. <laughs> no, but he says, he, I like it when he tells me, just like my pool. Oh, my pool? Yeah. He yeah. Says, so this is, you know, what's in my fridge? <laughs> What's it? And he always uh, he describes the barrels as his, my green barrel. You know, crack in it. You know, he yeah. Well, he asked me again today. Why did we get a new green barrel? We got a new green barrel like six months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why do you think?" And he's like, "Because it was broken." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, that's why we got one." But it is sort of funny how there's like certain things that he fixates on. You might be able to hear him singing a tune in the background there. The monitors. Doing its best to reach out here to my office. Yeah. Um, well, we're all excited about preschool and post-school. <laughs> Pre and post. And whatever else might come. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, they announced the... Winner? No, they announced the... Uh, start date of great british bake-off oh we watched great british junior bake-off yes yeah, that was weird ago, and i was just i couldn't i can't i don't know i don't know what well what 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 bothered you about the it? the host the host was not great and i think it was just the host yeah the host was not great i agree i agree i agree with that um but anyway it's coming back september 13th and I think that that means that it will come to the U.S. on Friday. Um, like it, it airs on Tuesdays in the U.K. and it'll air on Fridays here. So I, th- I hope that we will have our Patreon bonus episode up, I don't know, next day, Saturday. Is that too ambitious? I mean, it's we'd have to watch it Friday and then record during his nap on Saturday. It's not crazy. No. Oh. So we're going to, I think we're going to aim for that. Um, this is a picture of the new cast, by the way. Oh, that's a spoiler. It's it's everywhere. They, they, they released it. It's a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. Like, I didn't want to know that there was only one pink haired lady. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. Are any of them remotely attractive? Because I feel like this is their constant problem. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the whole of the UK. Mm, 
Let's see. I, uh, the front row is attractive, I think. I'm going to have to say there's four duds for sure. Wow. That is just rude. <laughs> this is the type of expert commentary that you can expect from our analysis. We're going to get down. Of with that Great Bake British Off. Bake Off. <laughs> oh, and we're going to do, I think we're going to do the fantasy Bake Off thing too. Someone on Patreon told us about this. There's a there's like a fantasy bake off thing where you can um, have your own teams, and we're gonna do a team for uh, the eggheads. We're gonna do an egghead team. So that's really just more bingo than anything, because you don't know anything about these teams, so you can't draft with any foreknowledge. You're just drafting. Are you b- drafting solely based on appearance? Because I can create tell you your, right now. Create your own private leagues with friends and family or see where you rank in our own overall and regional leagues. Do you want to know who I think is going to be the best based on this picture? Who? I think it's I think I think it's going to be there's going to be there's going to be older guy with glasses. Uh-huh. Uh um attractive younger muslim lady. Uh-huh. And whoever the fattest young guy is. Huh. Those are going to be the three. Interesting. <laughs> Those are going to be your three top contenders. Okay. Yeah, you may, Okay. So each week you choose who you think will be the best baker, the technical round winner, and who will be eliminated. I don't think you're really like, it's not really like, it's more weekly predictions. It's not, it's not like you're choosing a, your own fantasy All team. All right. Because I would draft Paul Hollywood. Um. So anyway, I'm going to set that up. And then if you are in the Patreon, you'll be able to get access to it. So, pretty fun. Um, Mel and Sue? Can I draft them? No. Oh. Sorry. Oh, I got my booster. That was fun. For somebody. Who was it fun for? I mean, no one... The pharmacist? No one yesterday, because I felt like shit. Um, Better today. Today mm-hmm. I just had some like weird lymph node swelling. Um, but my arm isn't hurting anymore. My arm was killing me yesterday and I had a headache. It just was not great. Um, but today I feel much better. But yeah, I got that bivalent. bivalent Everyone's booster. talking about it. Everyone is talking about it. All right. Here's the deal. You can email us at Matt and Dory at Gmail or Dory and Matt at Gmail. Call us at, or text us at 413-461-BABY. Join the Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure where we're, we are going to start doing Bake Off recap pods uh, once it starts. All right. We're going to take a short break. We are. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks. 
tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everyone. We're back. Hello. Thank you for participating in the program. Um. All right. We are going to kick things off with an email from Ellis who says... Hey, Ellis again. I'm finally all cut up just in time to hear my email last week. Well, that's fun. Thank goodness. I'm writing in again because I finally have a legit reason. I'm writing in response to two emails last week. Firstly, the writer with the thick lining. This was me in 2013. I had a DNC and a biopsy at the time just as a precaution. I'm sure it's nothing serious, so please try not to worry. Easier said than done. But it turns out I had endometriosis. Please push for a laparoscopy as the lining coupled with the heavy periods does indicate possible endo. Mine was discovered way later than it should have been. And I've since had five more surgeries and lost both my tubes last year due to scarring. This all could have been prevented if I knew then what I do now. Secondly, on a more lighthearted note, but progesterone. It sounds like this could well be a British thing as I can confirm this is very normal here. What? <laughs> If the pessaries that the emailer are using are cyclogest, then yes, they can go up the butt. But <laughs> this is optional. They can be used either vaginally or rectally. I was dreading the thought of shoving these devil pills up my ass. This, by the way, is like, <laughs> this explains everything about Hugh Grant. He, he acts like he has a 
giant progesterone <laughs> pill up his ass. <laughs> wow. Although if that's your thing, no shade here. However, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I preferred it. No mess, no lying down for 30 minutes after, just pop and go. It's personal preference, but I chose to alternate. I used front for night as I was lying anyway. And back for morning so I could get on with my day. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for reading my last email. I said my exact city just because I wanted to hear you say Norwich. Dory, you nailed it. Matt, you didn't disappoint. We don't pronounce the W. Norwich, Connecticut. Norwich. I know, but I'm talking about Connecticut. Mm. Love you guys. Speak soon, no doubt. Wow, Ellis, that was a very um, graphic. I look. I feel like you know. I said what I said about uh, English people regarding the attractiveness of the British British Bake Off. That was and then just I took rude. A swing at Hugh. Uh, yeah, Grant. what is? What, I thought you were an Anglophile. I am, which is. Uh, I just don't know where this is all coming from, and I'm sorry. I would say. I would say the following: eighty percent. Of the things I take in are English. Okay. That's what I would say. So it's not like I, you know, it's not just Josh, guys. Wow. (laughs) Just taking a mick. That is. You know, people from Manchester are saying lately, which is kind of annoying, and I don't mean cool people, I mean like middle-aged people who play golf, mega. Oh, really? Yeah, which is like it finally got from South London to (laughs) fucking Manchester. Everyone's saying things are mega. Everybody's golf shots are mega now. It's very funny to me. Oh, boy. Okay. Well. I love you all. I can't wait to be back. Um, anyway, we also got an email from Carrie who said, the way I snorted when Matt said there's no reason to shove progesterone up your ass. Mm. Please put this on some merch. I need it embroidered on a pillow or something. I don't hate the idea. Dory, take up embroidery again. Wow. I'll just get it. I assume they'd be handmade by Dory. Of course. Get a cross stitch design and just go to town. Um, all right. We got, I think it was an email. Yeah, we got an email last week um, where someone had tested positive for SMA, SNA, something like that. And they were very concerned um, that their partner was also going to test positive. And we got a voicemail about this. So I'm going to play that. Hello, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This is real neat. Um, I have called, I have written in before, um, but I don't think I've called in. Um, you may remember me. I'm a genetic counselor and I've written in about a few things. I wanted to pause the pod and weigh in on the, um, person who wrote in about her carrier status for SMA. And I first wanted to agree with you, um, and, uh, let you know that I completely agree um, with what you said about don't borrow trouble. Um, it is something that I should start using and telling my own patients at <laughs> the fertility clinic that I work. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I certainly suggest that she um, screen her partner, for sure. And if it turns out that he is a carrier, um, we certainly can test embryos, but not something that... Um, necessarily is something to worry about until we have his results. Um, Just uh, as an FYI, 
um, depending on the number of genes screened, um, there still is a relatively low chance that you and your partner will be a carrier of the same thing, as you said, um, uh, Dory. Um, we were screening for 283 conditions, and the rate of um, coming back as a carrier uh, with the same condition as your partner with that number of genes is approximately 2%. And we just recently switched to screening people for 500 genes approximately, and the chance that you will come back a carrier um, for the same thing as your partner is is now 4%. Um, So that might give you some idea. But, yeah, nothing really to worry about at this point. Um, People always get really nervous about finding out that they are a carrier for something. Um, So I often um, try to be very encouraging when I talk to people about this, uh, and it really just depends on what your partner tests for and whether he's a carrier. And even if he is, um, we can certainly do things to mitigate that risk and we can certainly test embryos um, if that's what you want to do or talk about testing during a pregnancy as well. So hope that helps. Um, We are in um, the Bay Area, Northern California, living with my husband, um, our science baby, who is our third, as well as two older ones that were not science children. Um, but um, Two cheaper uh, Yeah, ones. I should say uh, our science baby is now exactly the same age as Henry, so it's been very fun to listen. Um, let's see. We have not had enough hot dogs, <laughs> even though it's been a very hot summer. Um, and I recently had um, a sausage from Wiener Schnitzel, which I very much enjoyed. I know that doesn't count. Um, and we recently got a second TV for the house um, for my bedroom, which I'm very much enjoying. I don't know the size. I think it might be a... <laughs> oh, she called back. Thank you. Hi, it's Renita again. You don't need to play the second part of the message. But it's too late. Matt was wondering. I was just trying to give our stats. Anyway, the second TV, I think, is 40-some inches. Um, not that it matters. I don't even know the size oh, it of matters. our living room TV. Okay. That's it. Thank you all for watching. Why would we be here? Love the pod. Bye. Um, Ernie, thank you for that. I love getting that inside information about genetic testing. I like a number. Yep. I like like some odds. Well, now it's 4% because they're testing for more things. I see. Um, I hope that that puts that listener's mind at ease. All right. Matt, this next one is is a doozy. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is from Kate. First, we have a quick preface. When my husband and I were ready to try starting a family, we knew we would require medical intervention. As a teenager, I never started my period. I received the diagnosis of PCOS with primary amenorrhea around the age of 16 or so. But the complete absence of menstruation was never really explained. Over the years, I've had extensive testing and there was no hormonal or anatomical explanation. Cut to early 2020. Great timing. My husband and I started having conversations about what our first steps would be. After several disappointing months of ovulation induction with an OB, we had to do something else. My body was not responding at all. Your podcast helped give the confidence and knowledge to approach treatment when I felt even more overwhelmed during the pandemic. Thank you both so much for sharing your story, your knowledge, and creating a place for others to do the same. Dory also introduced me to CCRM. When it was time to move to a fertility clinic, I knew exactly where we wanted to go. We live in Colorado and had benefits we could use at CCRM. After more failed cycles of ovulation induction, 
Under the care of our amazing RE, we decided to move on to IVF since we still had coverage. I do have very polycystic ovaries, so our first egg retrieval went well. On November 9th, 2021, we transferred one adorable embryo and it stuck. My pregnancy with our daughter was fairly smooth and we eager, we excitedly awaited her due date in the summer. All right. Warning. Traumatic birth story. After a beautiful labor and delivery, everything was wonderful for a few brief moments. Our sweet newborn daughter was lying right there on my chest as my husband and I looked on in amazement. The placenta delivered itself soon after, full intact, seemingly without issue. After the placenta, I immediately started hemorrhaging. My incredible OB assessed the situation and prepared to treat the hemorrhage. After preparing some supplies, she went to insert a Bakri balloon into my uterus and realized something was very wrong. I was ex- experiencing an extremely rare, extremely serious complication called a uterine inversion for no discernible reason. After a healthy delivery of baby and afterbirth, my uterus flipped inside out and came out past my cervix. Hemorrhaging is severe as the uterus is stretched with no way to contract itself. Jesus. As we later learned, the OB had to be certain it was a uterine inversion before trying to correct it. Medication used to relax the uterus for it to be replaced also increases bleeding. So if it was something else, that would make that, this would make the problem worse. She called in the OB on call for a second opinion. The room quickly filled with people. I was covered with blankets as I began shaking from the blood loss. They started an OB mass transfusion protocol to replace my blood as I had already lost several liters. Jesus. After trying to correct the problem in the L&D room, which was excruciatingly painful, my OB and her team decided to go to surgery to reposition the uterus and stop the bleeding. Minutes after my daughter was born, I was wheeled down to the main OR. The OR and L&D didn't have everything they needed, fearing for my life. They were successful in replacing the uterus, but I was still bleeding. They performed a second invasive radiology embolization surgery where they snake a wire through your arteries and fill up some branches to the uterus with science fiction gel slash foam stuff. No one really seems to understand what it is. The bleeding finally stopped, but my ordeal still wasn't over. Since I had received so much transfused blood and other fluids, my lungs filled with fluid, and I was at high risk for pneumonia. They kept me intubated on a ventilator in the ICU to give my lungs a chance to dry out. This is how I spent the first night of my daughter's life. Fortunately, the night in the ICU did what it was supposed to, and I was reunited with my husband and daughter the next morning. This was an indescribable moment. We were eternally grateful to the amazing doctors, nurses, and staff who saved my life and cared for my family when I couldn't. I would like to send out two signals. First signal is the I've never had a period, but with no explanation signal. And the second one is the uterine inversion signal. I would love to connect with anyone who's had either of these experiences. Thanks again for all you do. Best, Kate from Colorado, me, one husband, one and one-month-old science baby named Agatha. Cute name. Approximately wow. 1,000 square feet plus an unfinished basement. Uh, two to three hot dogs. 150-inch TV in the living room, 160-inch TV in the basement for workouts, and occasionally... Excuse me, movie viewing. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I didn't even know that that could happen. I mean, I feel like that is like the, that is like my takeaway with every story I hear about a traumatic birth. Wow. I didn't even know that could happen. Um, Remember Inside Out Girl, the claymation short? No. On uh, Nickelodeon? No. She had gone so fast around the swing set that she completely flipped inside out. Oh. <laughs> That's bananas. Yeah. This is really wild. Um, I'm glad you're okay. I mean, this is like one of those situations where I'm like, thank God you were in a hospital. No, no. I think your midwife could have taken care of it. I mean, look. Where's your doula? She could have put that back in. Um, Where's the dolphin you're having birth next to? Honey. The dolphin could have fixed it. Look, I think 
99.9% of the time, all that stuff is great. It's that 0.1% of times that is like, oh, fuck. Why risk it? You want to be at the, you want to be near the, like they didn't even have, she couldn't even get treated in the, L and D OR. They had to go to a different OR in the hospital. Yeah, because they keep all the good stuff in the different OR. Right. So like, fuck. I need babies playing with all the dangerous stuff. <sighs> good point. Um. Okay. Let's hear one more email before we take a break. Okie dokie. This is from Anonymous. Can you read this? Yes, I can. I was surprised you were just launching into it and weren't going to let me. I have secondary infertility with my first pregnancy at 38 and no indication that there were any t- issues besides a one prior miscarriage we assumed was a chromosomal abnormality. Now 41 and just had a miscarriage of PGT-A normal embryo. At about seven weeks, and I'm feeling so confused, since I spontaneously conceived my first child and was able to carry the term, I had assumed that once we got a tested embryo, from my elderly eggs in the cooker, we'd be good to go. But I guess I was really naive. Just had my DNC, so we don't know the full results from further testing of the pregnancy. And we haven't discussed exactly what kinds of tests and changes in protocol there might be going forward. I had a C-section for my first birth, but everyone tells me that shouldn't matter here. Has anyone else been in this situation? Over 40 and secondary infertility without much explanation about how you miscarried a tested embryo when you know your uterus worked at some point. Um, we're lucky to have one more frozen embryo, but I'm worried we're just throwing it away, trying again without more info as what's going on. We're grateful that anyone has experience with tests or protocols that seem to help in similar situations or even just success stories, transfers after a miscarriage of a tested embryo. Oh, that feels like there's plenty. Mm-hmm. Also, at some point in the past podcast, you discussed there was some discussion of a greater chance of miscarriage if you delivered a male child. I Googled a bit. Did we ever say that? I don't recall that. Maybe someone like once wrote in about that. I Googled a bit and saw that it might be because of an immune reaction to the Y chromosome. Has anyone hmm. actually been tested or treated for this? So many ways to spiral out with this stuff happens. Changes the cycle. From having COVID and or vaccination. Some immunity, some other immunity issues, weight gain, the list goes on. Stop Googling. Thanks again for being awesome. Anonymous in DC. Husband, two-year-old. Crazy dog. Claims 10 hot dogs by the husband. The writer has only had veggie dogs. And the son is more interested in the bun and the ketchup without the hot dog. That's That's very Henry, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many big TVs, 4,000 square feet. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, in D.C. is obscene, an extreme pandemic overcorrection from our small row house. <laughs> lots of help from family. <laughs> oh, lots of help from family. Mm. What's that like? Yeah. We don't know. We rent. Anyway. Thank you for writing in, Anonymous. Um, Sorry to hear about that. I mean, I think the key line in this email is there are so many ways to spiral out when this stuff happens. Correct. And like Matt said, get off Google. You should write into podcasts instead. I think you should get off Google and just write into this message board. 
this very slow message board. Well, yeah, slowly, but this is as fast as you should be getting information. Henry's really going to town. Yeah, you should play that for everyone. It's his noise machine. What is he singing? I don't know. Hmm. <sighs> well, he made up a tune today and was singing all the numbers up to 41. To his own song. Yes, but skipped 16, which I was not. He has always skipped 16. I don't know why, but 26, 36. Yes, no, in six, he says there's something like ever since he started like counting to 20, for some reason, like he, more often than not, 16, he skipped 16. Yeah. It was just the two S's next to each other. I don't know. It's very funny. Um. All I guess right. what we're saying is our kids real dumb. We're sorry. Um. Thank you for writing in, Anonymous. You've sent out a few signals. Hopefully someone will have some some responses. All right. And we're going to take a break now because that's what Dory said we were going to do. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, we're back. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Again. Hello. Hello. What's happening? Um, Henry seems to have stopped singing. For now. For now. Um, all right. We got a text where someone said, hi, sorry if this is a touchy subject. What? Oh, boy. But if you thought about asking Dory's sister to donate eggs, I asked because this is something I'm considering if IVF doesn't work out for me. I've got crappy eggs and two sisters who hopefully don't. Curious if any listeners have used a known donor, what the process was like, if any awkwardness slash tension arose during or after the process, and if the baby felt like theirs in the end. Well. Um, you know, my sister, like before we had Henry, she had offered to donate eggs. But then we had Henry. But then like, we had Henry. This is off the table. <laughs> no, she never said it was off the table, but it like... I don't know if like I felt a little bit like, you know, if if we really thought that like it was never like if we if it if we had exhausted all our other options, I would have considered asking her, I are guess. We, aren't we there? I know. But like, does it still does it does the offer still hold for a second? That's, child? The, that's the that's the question. <laughs> Well, and like, you know, we'd have to see, I don't know how she, like, I don't know how she would feel about it now. Just give us your eggs, Karen. Just calm down. (laughs) Fork them them eggs over. I don't don't think it's that easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's also, she's four years older. Get them eggs, old lady. 
Um, so it's, you know, and it's a lot to like put someone through. I don't know. I like, I feel like if she wanted to, she would have brought it up again. Exactly. So I'm, I mean, and like, I, I Look, totally she texted us about the, 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 the cost uh, of getting a signature notarized in many States. <laughs> so she's listening. And what will be funny is when she doesn't text about this. No, she she'll be hilarious. I also this is not this is not meant to put her on the spot. This or, is very much meant to put her on the spot. No, no, it's not. Why not? I'm not putting her on the spot. Maybe this just you came are. up from this listener. I know. This was not this was also to be clear, this is not something Matt and I have discussed. No. Also or, but I would also like to act be extra clear, Dory puts this together, so she put it in. I mean, someone wa- someone was asking. <laughs> I guess, uh, well, I mean, this listener's asking, have you thought about asking Dory's sister to donate eggs? No, we have not asked her. Have we thought about it? Not really. Correct. Um, like, in all seriousness. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really know where we are with 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 all that. Feel it kind of feels like, you know, if we if we do want to move forward with another kid, I feel like we're kind of at. I mean, we are at donor stage, but it's like how 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 deep do we want to go? I don't know. Matt just raised his eyebrows at me. How deep? <laughs> how deep? Um. So. Yeah, I don't know. All right, cool. Good talk. Um, Okay. This is from Rachel. Long time, first time. I first heard about the podcast early on when Matt went on Jordan, Jesse Go to promote it. I don't think I've ever heard another listener say they got here from there. I don't. I disagree. Either. Has that happened? Oh, I think it has. Well, look. I just like when I hear about the past and like me guesting on podcasts and like being out there in the world, I miss it. I mean, to be clear, I was also on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. I'm just saying. Was that, were we on the same episode? No, I was on it to promote startup. Well, there you go. Yeah. So get out of here. <laughs> At that time, I was not trying, I was not yet trying to conceive, but a year later, when my husband and I started getting frustrated and impatient with multiple months of negative pregnancy tests, and after hearing Matt on Gilmore Guys, I started listening to Excellent Adventure to feel less alone, and it really helped, so thank you. Very grateful that we conceived spontaneously, at which point I jumped ahead in the pod, so I was listening to Dory's pregnancy alongside my own, excuse me, about nine months behind real time. I'm now caught up and have loved following along your parenting journey with my own two and a half year old. I'm writing in response to the question about stem cell banking. My now toddler has a congenital heart defect that was identified in utero, which meant that we qualified for five free years of cord blood storage with a company called Cord Blood Registry. Since we didn't know before she was born how severe her condition would be, we decided to do it since it was free. Thankfully, she's on the mild side and her cardiologist has told us it probably won't be medically useful in the long run. So after our five free years are up, we likely will not continue the storage at this point. It doesn't really seem worth paying for, but I'm glad we had the option when things were more uncertain. It might be a good option for others in a similar situation who are looking for a little time to figure things out. Thank you for all you do. Rachel in Ann Arbor, Michigan, 
1,900 square feet, two adults, one toddler, one infant, no hot dogs this year. And even if I had, we keep kosher, so they definitely wouldn't count. One TV monitor, maybe 36 inches, hooked up to a laptop with an HDMI cord. P.S. Jordan Morris was just talking on Jordan Jesse Go about the episode of Bar Rescue he and Matt were on, so <laughs> it felt appropriate to write. I said, as I forget, I was on Bar Rescue. That was a very funny episode of Bar Rescue. Oh, it was a haunted bar. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they, like, they wanted us to go back for the relaunch, but it was like, it was essentially in San Diego. Yeah. And I we just were like... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what I forget what was happening. But it was something that was it would, it would have been slightly inconvenient. Right. But would have been a good story. Yeah. Um all right, last week we heard from a teacher who was feeling a little bit overwhelmed and confused about maternity leave and right. like what the rules were. We heard from several teachers. And like my takeaway is that it sucks. Whatever. Remember when I said whatever the worst thing is, is probably the thing. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much right. Yeah. So here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, this is Jess. I just paused the pause to comment on the teacher asking about paid time off for maternity leave. Um, obviously, it's going to be different state to state, but in my experience, every state that I've worked in, I've never worked for a school district that provides any type of maternity care whatsoever. It all has to be done. Um, by using your sick time and your group personal days. Do it um, in the summer. Which sucks if you're young and a new teacher because you don't have those saved up. Um, I took my maternity leave at year 12 um, in the field. I was able to take nine weeks paid time off um, before I returned. And I only took like a half a day of FMLA. Um, the problem is that that then wiped out every single sick day. Um, so the following year during COVID, I actually ended up taking a whole bunch of unpaid days because daycare got shut down and we didn't have any other place to take our son. Um, that also then, of course, resulted in me getting the flu at some point and having to come to work because right. I didn't have any more sick time and, like, literally sleeping under my desk during my planning period. Um, so it's obviously America. not great, especially in a field, you know, dominated by women. Um, the other part that just sucks is that that does eventually impact your ability to retire. Um, I have a colleague who has been teaching 35 years, but technically on paper, um, she was nine weeks short of her 35 years that she needed to retire, so she has to teach another full year because um, she doesn't want to walk away from the district in the middle of the year uh, because she had babies. But, of course, you know, her male colleagues uh, can just go at 35 years and not worry about it unless they've had some, like, major surgery or something. So, unfortunately, that's just how it is to be a teacher uh, in the United States. Um, it's a big part of the reason that for us, we decided to only have one kid because we just couldn't afford to continue to take all that time off. So, uh, yeah, so this is Jess and a oh, thousand square feet. Um, I call a lot, so you have a lot of my information, but you don't have my TV, which is a 72 yes. inch and 260 inches because we Whoa. watch way too much TV in my house. Thanks. 72, 260. For, that's that's like per you might have the highest inches of television per square foot wow of anyone we've heard 72 and six two sixties in a thousand square feet is there a wall that doesn't have tv on it that's pretty impressive oh matt is thrilled by this very impressed <laughs> um all right well yeah so that sucks and um along similar lines we heard uh from another teacher play this voicemail hi 
Hi, this is Emily calling, and I'm calling about the teacher who's asking about maternity leave. I'm actually getting ready to go to the first day of school as a teacher and getting my two babies ready for daycare. So I had two kids in two years, so I'm kind of a pro on my maternity leave policy. Um, I don't live in Virginia, like the listener, but I do live in the D.C. area. So number one, listener, I don't know how close you live to D.C., but I'm pretty sure being a teacher in Virginia sucks a lot, and I cannot recommend working in D.C. enough. It's very hard, but teaching is hard, and the benefits, the pay, and our union far outweigh any of the difficulties. You could not drag me out of D.C. when it comes to teaching. Um, so what I was going to say is Challenge it is issue. very typical that you have to exhaust your sick leave before you can use a maternity leave, and that is bullshit, but that is that is typically the case. Some places you have to exhaust you can take your 12 weeks, and then you have to exhaust your sick leave in order to take anything extra, if that makes sense. And those extras might be um, you have your what your district allows, but then you – I don't know if you're unionized. If you're unionized, you need to call your union rep immediately because they can guide you through this process. And then also in D.C., we have what's called a maternity leave bank. And some people just generously, like, donate time to the bank. So with both of my kids, I exhausted my sick leave, took my 12 weeks, applied for the bank. I also applied for the sick leave bank. I kind of just went all in. Like I had to fill out an online form and it was like, what do you want to pull from? And I literally said, I'd like to pull from everything, assuming that either I'd get lucky and I could pull from everything or they would make a mistake and just say, okay, yeah, that'll work. Um, You also probably have someone in your building who is like, the closest step to your pay, like someone who approves your pay, and hopefully you have a good relationship with that person because they know the back end of payroll. Um, so I spent a lot of time talking to the guy in my building and saying, like, hey, at what point would I hit leave without pay? Um, and honestly, if you can, the way that my both my maternity leaves worked out, I took everything I could, and then I took leave without pay for, like, a week or two to push me to the closest school break. One was Christmas break and one was spring break, and then I came back after that break because you don't have to count break days towards your leave. So when you're calculating your 12 weeks, you don't need to calculate, like, Labor Day, Christmas break. None of that counts as the 12 weeks when you're doing it. This is a lot, and I hope it was relevant to other people, but um, the main points are work in D.C. if you can, talk to your union if you can, at the very least talk to the person that does your payroll in the building. Um, And congratulations. (laughs) congratulations good luck um well i mean she does say that it's not like being a teacher in virginia is not great but well you know that's just (sighs) yeah all right what is great that's true okay we got we got we i'm gonna read one more you know the music scene in charlottesville in like the late 80s early 90s that was pretty dope (laughs) Oh, because of Dave Matthews? Hell yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to read one more email about this, and then you all can get angry about how rude it is to teachers to not have maternity leave. Okay. Uh, it's from Christine, who says, Hello, Henry's parents. Teacher mom of four here, and I've taken three maternity leaves. My situation is different in Wisconsin than the Virginia writer, but I've definitely had friends who had to use up all of their days for maternity leave. This was not the case for me. Because we cannot bank days. 
only can roll over three. So most of mine were unpaid. Oh, lovely. Something I learned recently is that people do not understand what FMLA means. I'm on the board of trustees for our local library. and We just hired a new librarian. She's young and just got married this summer. Our town has about five employees. She's the first who might ever have a child. Needless to say, (laughs) we have no maternity leave policy. I brought up creating one before it becomes needed just to start having the conversation. And the other board members, all retirees, said, oh, we don't need one because of FMLA. Our policy lets her roll over sick days and she can bank them. And one asked why one would need to bank sick days. And I mentioned a maternity leave. They assured me that FMLA pays for maternity leaves. They were shocked when I said it doesn't guarantee pay, just that your job is protected. I left very frustrated. No wonder people don't think we need to change the parental leave policy in our country. They think we already have it. So true. So elect people at all levels who will advocate for families and vote in November and for all elections. Stepping off my soapbox now. Two more things. One, my daughter was afraid of her bearded uncle, so he brought candy every time he saw her until she associated beard with candy. Now she loves him even Mm. when he doesn't have candy. That is a reference to... Last week, Rory, I believe, uh, called in to ask how to deal with his niece who's scared of him. Uh, Two, Matt, work suggestion. How does one get into judging baking competitions on Netflix? My kids are into Is It Cake? And I feel like you'd be a great judge. I would be a great judge. Christine in Wisconsin, going back to school tomorrow to teach middle school English. Wish me luck. Good luck. Good luck. Um, Yeah, you would be a good judge. I mean, look. I hear take work away from anybody, but I can <laughs> yell as loud as Nicole Byer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Nailed it. <laughs> well, thank you to everyone who wrote and called in. Sorry we didn't get to all of your texts, emails, voicemails, etc. But um, what do you mean? about teaching. Oh. But you know. We got, I think we got the point across. All right. This is a text. Um, Hi, Matt and Dory. Suggestion for Rory, who's currently the scary uncle. He mm. should try bringing his niece a little gift or treat. Mm. Something really small, like a Hot Wheels car, a mini pullback or wind-up toy, lollipop, or even just a banana could do the trick. Sometimes when I have a new babysitter, I give them a pack of mini cars to dole out to my three kids, and they instantly love the new person. Who says you can't buy love? All the best. Lizzie in Chicago with one science baby, two non-science babies. Projector TV and at least one pack of hot dogs. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Bribery. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. I was, I I bribed Henry today. When? Some Brio trains. Oh, but what were you bribing him for? I don't know. Oh, just like getting, like generating goodwill? Yeah. Got it. I was like, look, it's hot. It'd be easier if we all got along, Henry. He loves okay. the train. He loves playing with his train. He really loves his trains. Do you know that I something I also bought him that arrives today at some point? What? Brio has a Daisy Donald Mickey and Minnie train. Oh my goodness. With a little train station that has a clock, a Mickey clock on it. What? Yeah. So I figured like it'd be a good like happy first day of school. Oh, when he gets home, not before he goes because he'll want to stay. He'll love that. That's so. That's so cute. Yep, I'm the cutest. You're the cutest. Um, Teehee, look at me. Okay, 
Let's see. Yes. What do we have coming up next? Do you want to read this teenage twin signal? Sure. Got twin boys. And like most teens, teen twins seek to develop their own identities and sense of self, which seems to be impacted by an additional identity of being a twin. As a parent, I can observe how being a twin is very unique and special relationship. I can also see how frustrating it is at times because... Uh, being mistaken for someone else, or worse, being coupled with someone else and not knowing as an individual, for example, referring to kids as the twins instead of their own names, and sibling dynamics are complicated with or without the twin element. The twin teens are only ki- they are the only kids in our house, and we, their parents, treat them as individuals, or at least that's my perspective. Nonetheless, I can sense the irritation between the siblings, especially evident in the sports context. They lash out at each other in a way that they wouldn't treat their other teammates and has an impact on their peers and on their coach. You know, it's funny. I'm going to pause this for a second. I was thinking about this today because the guy that just, really the guy that just defeated Nadal is a twin. They were interviewing him. Yes, he is a twin. And I was just in my mind. I was like, if I was his twin, I'd be like so annoyed that he went out and decided to beat Nadal. Because I'd be like, obviously I can, genetically. Well, it's funny. I was actually reading, he, uh, GQ profiled him in 2019. Uh-huh. And there, he has this little comment in there that's basically like, well, I worked harder. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, okay, back to the email. Uh, we've talked about it as a family and one-on-one. Maybe it's regular sibling stuff, but I wanted to be mindful of the twin identity. These two are in different classes at school, and they always have been. But they do play the same sport uh, after school of their own choosing. They each have their own bedroom. Wow, that's interesting. And we, uh, as the parents, spend individual time with each kid. Uh, What else might be useful to consider or do to support their individual development and twin relationship development? Uh, I would love to hear from twin parents, or rather twins, or parents of twins, who have lived, uh, experienced navigating the twin, uh, being a twin as a teen. What's really useful for developing a sense of self without lashing out at your sibling, to create distance between you and your twin. Any solid book or podcast recommendations regarding the topic? I did a brief Google, and there are twin slash psychologist researchers, uh... Has anyone read their books and found them useful regarding teens? That's that's from Emily. South Carolina, 2,500 square feet, a 42-inch TV. No hot dogs, though she considered it at a college football game last night. 2,500 square feet and a 42-inch TV. Let's think back to a 1,000-inch, <laughs> 1,000-square-foot house with a 72-inch and two sixty. inches. Now, Matt, I think you would prefer to live in the thousand square foot house with the three large TVs. Um, hmm. I don't know. You watch the TV more than I do. Well, you watch stuff in your office a lot. Yeah, because I have to because you're watching uh, Korean dramas on television. Oh, give me a break. Oh, you give me a break. You could you could watch TV as much as you want. Well, you, you just know, prefer to be I rarely in get here. the opportunity. Although I will if I do appreciate on Saturday night that you did sit there while I watched the Grand Tour. Thank you. I appreciated that. Thank you. 
So thank you for appreciating that. Thank you to everyone out there who suggested I make Dory watch the Grand Tour. What? I have a separate podcast. Wait a second. Called Matt's Excellent Adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) People are always emailing me tips and and tricks. Tips and tricks for for marriage. For dealing with Dory. Wow. It just actually goes out to your friends. Oh, cool. Mark writes in. Sometimes I hear from Danielle. Yeah, it's a great time. Kate's a big listener. Oh really? Yeah, of the, oh. of Matt's. Because she excellent, doesn't she doesn't get enough of me. Matt's excellent adventure. <laughs> it's just to help me navigate Dory. Oh, I see. Hmm, interesting. Um, I mean, I have no real thoughts on this, Emily. So I'm curious to hear if other their boys and their siblings. That is as much of anything that is mm. uh, affecting their sports uh, situation. Mm-hmm. 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 So. But the twin aspect on top of it is, is interesting. Yeah. That adds a whole other layer. Are they identical twins? I'm curious. Yeah, I would say they are because no one refers to ident- non-identical twins as the twins. Well, that's not necessarily true. Sometimes fraternal twins oh, look true. very similar. No, they don't. Yes, they do. I've decided they don't. Okay. Um. All right. We're going to hear a quick voicemail. Actually, it's not that quick, but we're going to hear it. (laughs) Um, Remember last week we heard from someone who uh, was worried about a birthday party. Like, did they have to invite all the kids in the kids' class? They didn't want to spend too much money. Okay, here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Sue calling in, responding to the listener who emailed about um, having a party for a two-year-old or a four-year-old and uh, how to do it without spending too much money. First, I totally agree with Dory that you have to invite either just a few people or the whole class. And then I'll tell you the way that we did it that was fairly affordable and fairly easy on us. For our daughter's fourth birthday, we picked a park nearby that had a playground, also had a lot of tables. We ordered pizza. And that's the one thing where we had to go and pick it up. But it was really good pizza, which I think is important to, like, feed the parents because they're spending their time there and they're just going to have a much better time if you do give them. I gave them pizza, drinks. I got a bunch of Santa Cruz Organic Lemonade that was on sale at the co-op for, like, two big bottles for $5. Um, And then um, also, actually... My yoga teacher had a bunch of lemons <laughs> from her garden, so I actually juiced my own lemonade. Whoa, um, but, you know, lemons that it takes is you do. kind of an extra. But you can just get, like, juice, lemonade, something like that. I also made fruit salad, but honestly, that was just kind of an extra, too. Um, but it was, I made it the night before, and it was pretty affordable. And I just did fruit, and then I put, like, orange and lemon juice on it to keep the fruit from... Um, uh, going bad or, you know, looking oh, kind of know the next day. You could do. Cake, we got the cake delivered. That way we didn't have to worry about spending time to get it. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to worry about, like, was it going to melt? We just had someone from the bakery bring it at the time that we needed it. Okay, then go to Party City and just get, like, pick your, your theme or your color scheme. Just go to their section for that theme or color scheme. Cups, plates, forks, tablecloths, and those fling temporary trash cans. And that's kind of like all you need. It's not that expensive. 
we had a construction theme, so we had, um, like, orange and yellow were the colors that we used. Hmm. And um, and then um, that's really all you need. And just tell people in the invitation, we said no gifts because we don't need any more stuff in our house. We have four people in 1,200 square feet. We, um, so we said no gifts. That also meant that we felt like we didn't need to have any party favors that we needed to buy or distribute to the kids. And also because no one needs, like, more of that little plastic stuff. No shit. So that was our party plan that was fairly affordable, fairly easy on us. This is Sue in downtown San Diego. Um, I think I've had one hot dog in the past month. Um, I don't even know game? what the size of my TV is because my husband brought it into the marriage. <laughs> and I haven't made any TV appearances hey, since I, I brought left. both in. She got cut off. Oh, she hasn't made any TV appearances since. Oh, my God. Yeah. What if we'll she never was a, know. What if she owned the bar I went to rescue? <laughs> uh, um, Those are all good tips and tricks. Yes. Thank you a for that. A lot of picnic tables and some pizza. Have yourself a day. Um, all right. We, we got a late breaking text that I do just want to answer. Dory, how did you survive this morning sickness hell? Is it true that I will one day forget how awful I feel now and want to do this again? SOS. What? What do you mean, what? I'm sorry, I missed the, I was reading this email oh, ahead of us and I yeah. missed the sentence. We're going to skip that email and I said, we have a late breaking text. That I heard. That I'm going to read. Yes. And it said, Dory, how did you survive this morning sickness hell? Ah. Is it true that I will one day forget how awful I feel now and want to do this again? SOS. Mm. Um, I mean, I barely survived. <laughs> I think I only survived because I didn't have to go into an office. I I said oh, a thousand percent. I said repeatedly. If I had a job where I had to go to work, whether it was in an office at a subway restaurant or a warehouse or wherever, I don't I honestly do not know how I would have done it because when I wasn't throwing up, I felt so awful that I could like truly barely get out of bed. I would like crawl out of bed every other day to record with Kate and then crawl back into bed. That was the best time of my life. Wow. <laughs> really makes me feel good. Oh, that was God hurting my foot for saying that. Yep. That was rude. See, that's what happens. Oh, God. God smote you. Um, yeah, my toe was really torn up from the pool. I had diclegis, which I took four times a day. Um, it made me super drowsy. So, like, it did sort of mitigate. I would say that you were pretty much incapable of functioning. Yeah. For three months. Yes. I think that's accurate. And the only thing I remember you eating was popcorn. Oh, no. I ate I ate cereal. I see. I ate saltines. I ate um, cinnamon raisin bagels from Starbucks. Oh, yeah. And I ate with those butter. with cream cheese. Oh, cream cheese. And I ate those, those Annie's mini pizzas that Henry now eats. Yeah. Oh, also cheese blintzes. Oh, cheese blintzes. There was an attempt at cheese blintzes. But like I couldn't eat meat, I couldn't eat vegetables. Like it was pretty much just anything carby, dairy. I would eat carbs and dairy. I couldn't drink plain water. Do you think that's why Henry wants 
to eat butter raw. <laughs> just just a little bit. Just a little just, bit. And I gave him a little tiny. Oh, like, I gave him some today too. And he's like more. And well, and he said to me, "I love butter." Yeah, he said that. Uh, <laughs> he had three times today. He had regular butter, just butter. <laughs> oh my god! I need to tell Kate Spencer she eats butter. This is disgusting. That's when I think. By the way, I said Henry. That's gross. That was one of the actually the funniest I think moments on Forever Thirty Five ever. Kate was like, "I have high cholesterol. I don't know what to do. I don't know why I have high cholesterol." And I was like, "Kate, you eat butter." <laughs> <laughs> like what does that mean though like she literally eats will sit and eat butter she will eat butter that's disgusting i guess i agree one time i bit into this is when i was a boy scout we were at we had like a potluck or something it would be like maybe spaghetti dinner you know one of those and i remember biting into what i thought was a piece of white cheddar and it was butter and i immediately vomited Um, so I think my answer is I barely survived. Um, I don't think you will forget how awful it was, but I think you will tell yourself that it might not be as bad the next time around. And that will convince you that it will be okay to do it again. There you go. That's my analysis of the situation. Okay. Um, last email is from Emily who says, I'm sure someone beat me to the punch, but tell him Steve Dave has released two vinyls, one wow. for Q's 40th birthday. Proud to have both in my collection. Wow. I can't believe you didn't know that. Uh, I'm ashamed. I would be if I were you and, too. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. To all my fellow Spotco heads. I mean, that's really all you can say because, wow, that's embarrassing. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. You can support this show at patreon.com. In case you're wondering, uh, we've been doing the show for an hour and seven minutes, and Henry has not fallen asleep. He's just wiggled over to the other side. Yep. And he keeps singing slash talking to himself. Anyway, head over to patreon.com slash adventure and uh, get yourself some bonus apps. Uh, coming soon, we'll be having bonus episodes uh, for the Great British Bake Off. Bake! That's how we'll start it. And um, yeah, if you want those, come on by. Thanks to uh, Angie James. Britt S. Baker. Josephine W. Ariana Perry. Bethany Wiberman. Cecily Templeton. Diana Martin. Emily F. Erica. Evelyn Schmevelin. Jamie Stoke. Jennifer Zayas. Maria Baker. Mary Jo George. Seem Gonsari. Alicia. Anna Ratliff. Carol Balala McNamara. Don. Jenna Marie Nelson. Katie Allen. Lane and Kate Seppala. Mickey Smith. Mimi Steinberg. Sophia F. Stephanie S. Carolyn Land. Jennifer HS. Tyler Rosewood. Abba N. Alec Meredith and Fletcher Florence Babel. Alex Liu. El- uh, Alice. Amy. Andrew McClure. Ann Fluker. Ann Kay. Anon. One, two, three, four, five, six. Anonymous. Welcome to Anonymous People. <laughs> April Hallwerda. Uh, Ariel and Ashley Cecil Lee. Thank you for for listening, everyone. He's moving his pillows, everyone. He's moving his pillows around. He's redistributed some stuffed animals. Do you see him? I do. <laughs> He's like Bo when Bo's trying to make his bed. He's really going to town. He asked before I um, left the room for the second time. No, the third time. He asked me for um, things to play with because he wanted to play with things in his crib. 
I said, no, bud, it's sleepy time. Well, I think it's obvious now that that wouldn't have kept him up anyway. <laughs> Clearly. He knows his uh, body. All right, everyone. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.